Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spencer Owen, a.k.a. Spencer FC, YouTuber and founder slash chairman of Hashtag United. Two million YouTube subscribers, Sunday Times bestseller, three-time Wembley Cup winner, Eastern Counties Division 1 champion, he's got more silverware in recent years than his beloved West Ham, and of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. First time you find out who we are, you're like, what the hell is that? What is that name? That's the point. That is such a cool reason to do Duolingo. Like, oh yeah, I have to talk to Cesar Spraquata. Marlon Harewood was ringing me at like 3pm, and it was, he was trying to get a free copy of FIFA, but I don't have any Marlon. Um... <laughs> This dramatic reading is called Spencer Gets Stared At by Vincent Company. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another footballer's autobiography. Less Arthur Conan Doyle, more Kevin Doyle. I'm James Berg and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as John Gregory's The Boss and Alan Smith's Heads Up. But today we're reading Spencer Owen's 2017 book Game Changer and reading it with me, a Jack Bernhardt. Hello. James Balgen. Hello. And welcome to the show, Spencer Owen. Hello. Yes, Spencer. Woo! Great to have you with us. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, guys. I've, I've seemed to have uh, got away with this, and technically I'm a footballer now. This footballer's books. I mean, I do You're play a football. footballer. I haven't You're played at the level that your normal uh, book writers have, but I'll take it. I'll take as, it. As long as you play to a higher level than us, which isn't hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, te- you're, you're a footballer. Very. I much feel it. like that's widening the podcast out more than we need it to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> basically <laughs> all true. books, I would say. All people. <laughs> yeah. JK Rowling's coming on next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we really enjoyed your book, Spencer. Thank you. Really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's different to a lot of the books we normally do, as we kind of just touched upon. Um, but that's why it's so interesting. Are you, are you a fan of football books in general, Spencer? Love them. Absolutely love them. Uh, I, I've kind of, I'm doing a one-in-one-out policy at the moment. So I'll read a football <laughs> book and then I'll read a non-football book. Nice. I go back and go back. But it's like, yeah, it's a massive uh, section of what I read. And um, I mean, I've, yeah, there's been some great ones. There's been some not-so-great ones. I think with regards to mine, it's obviously... I wouldn't even call it an autobiography. I'm, I'm far too young to have an autobiography. And that's one of the things that annoys me when a footballer like, releases a book at like 25. You're like, what have you yeah. done? Um, yeah, and Memphis so Depay. Say, yeah, last it, week you read Memphis Depay's. He was 24, 24. when he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't blame them. I don't blame them because I understand how it works. But for me, it was probably more of a, a sort of how I got in the situation I was as opposed to my life. But yeah, no, I mean, I think some a good football book is the best book you can read for me. I love yeah. it. I, I'd say I'd agree with that. That's, yeah. What was the last one you had in your rota? Last one I read was a biography of Pep Guardiola. Um, okay. And then before that, I was Mourinho. I was on the managers for a bit. 
And then, um, but I've read a lot of like, I also really enjoy books like um, Soconomics. Have you read that? So, uh, no, is it a bit like Freakonomics kind of thing? Yeah, basically okay. Freakonomics for football. Okay. So like the money in football. You're also worryingly more well-read football-wise than we are. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do we bring to the table here, guys? We offer, yeah. we, offer, we offer literally nothing here. We're going to be going into more depth about the book. Uh, we'll be talking to Spencer about his career and, of course, about Hashtag United. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, playing some games. But first... Spencer, do you mind if we see what Amazon's saying? We do this with everyone. Yeah, please do. Please do. The book has 4.7 stars from 74 reviews. That's good. That is is good. that out of five? It is out of five, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was worried then. Yeah. It's out of 100. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, including this five-star review from Aaron in Canada titled Spen equals Legend. Uh, and the review is Legend. That's the whole review. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Short cryptic. There's also a four-star review under the title, actually quite interesting, which uh, <laughs> that's a it's just like loaded. A double, it's like a compliment, compliment and an insult. Yeah. I'll take it. Not, I sure. know what you're thinking, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. and, and then there's this final one. Uh, I, you, I've got fans in Spain. A five-star one, which says, uh, this is, <laughs> I can't speak Spanish. Fue un regalo que arancho una sonrisa, which is a f- bear in mind it's a five star review. So it's According- a gift. Regardless of his gift, I think. Yeah. Uh, Someone's been yes. doing their Duolingo. I have. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We got to all use our lockdown somehow. Um, <laughs> according to Amazon Translate, that means it was a gift that ripped off a smile, and I think that's a good thing. It doesn't okay. sound like a good thing, but it, I, <laughs> if, if it's five stars, it must be. So there you go. <laughs> Game changer will rip off your smile. A gift that uh, rip off a smile. Yeah, that sounds very that's menacing. horrifying. Yeah. You, if, a, if a Spanish person heard, like, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, they'd be like, what? So, true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Something. How do you say book in Spanish? Uh, li- li- libro. Libro? libro. Okay, our, our friends yeah. on the football Libro Club are probably very confused by all the reviews <laughs> <laughs> on here. Have you generally been doing Spanish during no, uh, I have generally been doing Duolingo. Um, oh, nice. The, I always wanted to learn Spanish. I think it's, if you're a football fan, it's probably the next best language to know. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's many, but, um, but uh, we may get onto this, but I think since the book's been written, one of our sort of investors and co-directors of Hashtag is Aspilicueta. And so yes, yeah. I thought yes. I need to try and learn some Spanish. It's for Cesar Aspilicueta? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not conversational. I'm not going to say, hola, and then yeah. English. <laughs> okay. That, that sure. is such a cool reason to do Duolingo. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just doing it because I'm bored. And you're like, no, oh, yeah, that's the same reason I learned French. Just in case I bump into Pogba at some point. I'm just ready. <laughs> 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 yeah. Same reason. Very, very, very smart. Wow, we were going to ask you about Asplakwaita later, but um, let's talk about it now. How, how did it come about, him getting involved in Hashtag? Uh, so it was about two years ago, and uh, he's quite known and uh, interested in the esports scene, which is a whole different side of Hashtag, which is the sort of uh, competitive gaming and, and yep. FIFA. And so he would be at a lot of the events, and I, one of my other jobs is I present a lot of the events. <laughs> so I was at an event called the E-World Cup, which is like the, the big finale event of the year in FIFA, and he was there as a special guest, and we got speaking. This was kind of when FIFA scene was getting to be more competitive and a bit more professional. Yeah. And um, a lot of guys, uh, pro footballers and stuff, were getting into it. So Gareth Bale's got a team. Uh, Rude Hullett's yes. got a team. Meza Ozil's got a team. There's loads of them. And um, he was looking at doing that as well. But then he, he met me and he knew a little bit about Hashtag. And he basically said, I, rather than start my own, can I get involved in what you're doing? And I was like, uh. yes, please. It's one of them where it's like the the the, the, first, the only other people involved in kind of like the the owners of the club, if you like, is me, my missus, and my brother. 
and the next person is Cesare for the question. Just so <laughs> right, <random. okay>. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's been great, man. He's really, really supportive. That's some Christmas party. That's going to be some Christmas party. Does he have any um, interest in getting um, behind podcasts just because? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know if he's into the podcast scene. The e podcasting scene. I have to yeah. get really good at Duolingo. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> but that's 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 super fascinating. I read that he um, called you at halftime uh, during your first round FA Cup match, which is it must still feel like a bit of a dream when you get a phone call and it's oh it's Cesar on the phone. Oh, it's crazy! Like it's just one of those things where I was and this is nowhere near the same name. But if you're a West Ham fan, I was in the office the other day and I was talking to someone. And my phone was ringing. I pulled it out and it just said Marlon Harewood ringing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what life am I living? The Marlon Harewood is ringing me at like 3 p.m. And it was he was trying to get a free copy of FIFA. I think he thinks I work for FIFA. I was like, I don't have any Marlon. Um, but uh, I uh, that was just crazy, you know? It's just weird. That's generally why Marlon Harewood called you, to try and get FIFA. <laughs> People think that I am like Mr. FIFA because I obviously present a lot of the stuff. But I don't have like copies of the game just sitting around the house to give out to people. Um, right, let me, let me if just... I did, Marlon would have had one. let me just scratch out my next question can you get me a copy of FIFA (laughs) that is gone so Game Changer Uh, you wrote it in 2017 Uh, I think I'm right in saying Yep. for people who uh, don't know your story necessarily it's it's the story of how you went from playing computer games to owning your own football club hashtag United uh, playing at Wembley along the way how did the book come about? book came about uh, from the, the Ebury Press publishers just contacted my brother who works with me and the sort of, basically, we kind of tried to turn the, the thing on its head a little bit, but ultimately a lot of YouTube people get approached to do books. There's no way around that. We sure. actually promoted the series by doing a YouTube series called Not Another YouTube Book, and we made a joke out of how, uh, in many cases, a lot of these sort of books are aimed very young mm. and yep. I almost like, you know, glorify colouring in books, you know, and, and that's not me throwing anyone under the bus. It's just kind of what they do with a lot of them. And sure. whilst, whilst there's a lot of young people who do watch our stuff and we didn't want to close the door to that, I was not interested in that personally, doing that sort of thing. So we sort of said to them early doors, you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to basically say whatever I want. I don't want you saying this is what this chapter's got to be about and this has got to be about. So I'd, And I thought they'd say no when I said that, but they didn't. They said, yeah. And I'll be honest, I had some help with it because I wanted to write it all myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did English literature at university. I, I thought I was one of those guys that thought I probably would, if I got successful in any way, be, love, would love to write something one day. Okay, um, so you had imagined writing a book at some point anyway. Yeah, Is not it, necessarily about myself or not necessarily uh, autobiographical. But, interesting. So I, I also said one of the prerequisites when they approached me is I, I have to do it myself. I don't want someone else to do it. They were also fine with that. And then we got about six months down the line. I've done about three pages. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fairly busy, but it, this particularly was at a point in my life where I didn't have the staff around me that I do now. So okay. I was doing almost everything myself and it was just a non-starter. So I had right. to put my hand up and say to them, if you want this book you know, before 2030, we need to find a different way to do it. So I did get some help with it. Okay, or, or you sure. could have stopped doing Duolingo for a bit and you would have got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But how are we talking about Caesar? Come on. Was it, yeah, was it Cesar's Pelequeta who helped you write the book? <laughs> no, he did the Spanish version. Okay, yeah. sure, makes sense. <laughs> and basically, you come, and I, I assume this is how a lot of other people do some books like this, but it was uh, like therapy. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, and he asked me questions, and I, I tried to do a lot of it like, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but a lot of the book is almost like it's been spoken because I said mm-hmm. to him, but just take this whole mm. rant I'm about to go on and put it in there and just clean it up so and then at the end it get would get we had loads of different uh, reviews 
and then I actually did go back and edit a lot of it myself. So I did sure. end up spending a large section of it, but it wouldn't have happened without Steve. Sure, he's the kind of... all the hard work. Yeah. Right, he prompted you along with it. That's and really interesting. Kind of going. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I don't think there's any... I don't, not that you feel any, but I don't think there's any shame with that. I think most footballers mm. we've spoken to, everyone has, has worked with someone doing yeah. it. And I think you can tell the ones where they get more involved and the ones when they don't. And your book definitely came across like they did. Yeah, I think, so like when I read Zlatan's book, you just know that there's words in that. I mean, it, Zlatan's book is like spoken word in an extent. Some of the stuff he says, like he starts off by slagging off Pep Guardiola like minute one. And you're yeah. like, yeah. Same as is, your book. <laughs> 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 um, so I think I was probably a bit concerned about it at first when the, the book came out, purely because I didn't want it to look like I just, someone had gone, spent to do a book and I'd gone, sweet, give me some money, you write it and I'll just tick it at the end. Yep. It very much wasn't like that. But sure. uh, I think it was probably purely just the fact that I studied English that I, I thought I was a bit embarrassed. Like, I should have done this myself. But obviously, Steve is much better than me anyway. So it's fine. Also, you've got like about a million different things going on in your life. You're like, you've got so much stuff going on. I couldn't yeah, even Steve begin doesn't. to... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Steve. Steve's yeah. got nothing going on. Yeah. Um, I think with my first concern with it was, was also um, this world is so weird. Like, if you don't know it or you don't watch YouTube videos, you don't like aren't even necessarily of a certain age and steve's about 10 10 years older than me maybe okay uh, but credit to him like he threw himself in yeah and to be honest he does it in a way where because i'll be honest i i know i know your videos i know some youtube but i'm not you know incredibly well versed in it whereas after reading it i felt like i knew a lot of it and there weren't bits where i was like what on earth does that mean i yeah. did i kind yeah. of could understand the flow of the whole thing which was good but that's a real skill of the book that it's able to talk to two different audiences at the same time definitely like yeah. being able to talk to the young like people who are the young people god i'm like 50 <laughs> <laughs> um the people who are you know who really know about this stuff and the people who are like me being like what is a computer yeah. um, so it's great it's really good i agree and do you think you might write a fiction book at some point um i when i was much younger when I was like 14 15 I used to write little like um science fiction stuff and, and nothing to do with football yeah just little like almost Harry Potter type okay uh, not quite the same successful level but I was just my little notepad um I don't know to be honest you have all these things you think about when you like when I was younger I had no ambition to work in football at all mm-hmm. I think I probably I, mean, I definitely mentioned that in the book I mentioned how I didn't like football until mm-hmm. I was about 12 or 13 and um and then it went the opposite way. It just became like my whole life. And when you're lo- when my now my career has become so football focused and stuff that you kind of you don't have to, but these other kind of uh, aspirations are sort of sidelined because sure. I want to focus on the thing that actually okay. Is what but, I'm you're, doing. but you're not ruling it out one day though. That sci-fi series maybe. maybe <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Maybe, Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Let's uh, stay on, young Spencer. You, me- you mentioned you didn't like football when you were younger. So what got you into football for the first time? Well, I think it really was computer games, to be honest. I okay. think it was playing FIFA 98 with my brother. Mm-hmm. So that was when I was about 10. So I started to just get into it. Great then, game. Um, great game. Great game. They had the indoor uh, exactly. pitch, five side. Yep. Oh, God, that. That. oh, you're playing it because you could do the road that. to the World Cup. And it was, yeah, that was um, it. Was that the Blur one? Blur. It was a Blur song too. Yeah, 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 yeah song yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, God, I remember that. So good. And God, I hate playing on the mouse. Struggles, mate. Struggles. <laughs> Terrible. Why would that be a thing? Just, just non- literally, it's, it's invented for older brothers. So they yeah. can just put you on the mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can win the yeah. keyboard. You can't win. Um, you're just going like this. Yeah, yeah, just, what's going on? But it, but it got you into it somehow. Yeah, totally. That, I mean, that, that torture. Uh, probably the competitiveness. I'm very competitive. 
and me, I'm one of three brothers and I think we grew up like that and I think um, probably what's my older brother was always football mad and had been since a young age that might have even been why I didn't like football to be honest subconsciously ah, I was probably okay. trying to rebel against that sure um, but eventually yeah that was that and then it was football manager or championship manager it was then known mm-hmm. it was dictated to that from about 13, 14 who wasn't who wasn't yeah exactly mate I mean that's why it's so crazy that they are the sponsors of our, our football show that, now hashtag United it's just so mental. mad it is amazing that that, re- that and also Another incredibly cool thing, which you mentioned in the book, you were you and some other members of Hashtag United were regens in uh, Football Manager 2017, I think you said? Yeah, that was... Uh, actually, before they were our sponsors, it was just a sort of... They, we actually played the Sports Interactive football team. Yes. And then as part of that, we used to do rewards. So if we won the game, we'd, we'd uh, on that football match, we'd go in the game. Um, that was, was it, sweet. yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we've done loads of stuff with them since then, though. Like, I mean, you can actually... They actually had a playable a hashtag demo of Football Manager 19, which you could play as our ah. whole league. So they put every single team and every player from our league, the Eastern, our old league, the Eastern Senior League. So yeah. not just hashtag, every player went in the league, which is wow. four lo- levels lower than where the game actually goes to the National League. Yes. And um, you could play a whole demo season as hashtag for free. They gave it away oh, for free. Wow. And the idea would be if they liked that, they'd get the full game. So that was sweet. That's really oh, cool. Were, were you in that game as well? Yeah, they put me in as a player, even though by the time we went into non-league, I was really sort of like, just the chairman. Sure. Um, but I actually went down to Watford and did a training session with Watford so they could get my stats actually based on my actual performance. Ah, so oh cool. my God, that sounds yeah. so upsetting. How well, was <laughs> it? Little, little, little vest things. I had it all on. I had it all on. And I bear in mind that well, I'm 32 now, so I must have been about 29, 30 when I went down there. And they had me training with the under-23s. So okay. I was training with like, I mean, some of them are playing in the Prem now. Some of them have dropped down a few levels. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I mean, they're obviously just running rings around me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I actually, they, I got good, I got good review. They had, um, it was uh, Hayden Mullins taking the session. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, who and, managed uh, them briefly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, they gave me very good, very good marks for anything like to do with mental. So like, I was communicating <laughs> very well, good. You know, leadership, all these sorts of things. Determination. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about what the other marks were. Yeah. You know? They're just sort of not near 20. Let's put it the, that ki- way, but... the kind of marks you never search for when you're actually looking for <laughs> yeah. a great player. <laughs> yeah. were, were, were there any, was there one in particular you thought was a bit cruel? Oh, none of them were cruel. They were all... <laughs> They're all... Let's active. be honest. Like, as a... My, my peak of football was university or... Uh, well, hashtag, really. And what, what's, your, what's your greatest ever football manager achievement? Well... All, the, all through lockdown, so you know mm-hmm. you can get people that edit the database. Uh-huh. Um, someone actually created our whole league, but not as a, de- a separate demo, as part of the game. So I actually yeah. started with hashtag in lockdown yeah. in our actual league, and I just won the Champions League with them. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, it took and me we, 15 we, seasons it took me, which is that's four quick. quicker than, yeah. And no takeover, did, no see, financial takeover. This is what impresses me about you. So you've not only been YouTubing, you've been learning Spanish and getting Hashtag United promoted in a game as well as in real life. To be fair, that's work though, you have to understand. I streamed that whole thing. True, that was all on true. Twitch. Of course, yeah. that's, that's, it's on YouTube. True. Yeah, That's a very yeah. good point. And you're true. not streaming the Duolingo episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Yeah, you could, you really could. I actually thought, would people want to watch an absolute novice painfully try and learn Spanish so they could learn with but me. Then but then that's, that's the fun. Surely, like, in the, you could do it like Road to Glory. You could be like, oh, <laughs> God, I've, got, I've got to get, like, full marks in this one and the chairman yeah. will give me... Otherwise, I have to learn Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, Good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Copyrighted. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I really like um, reading a lot of the stuff from uh, the early stages because uh, it's no secret to anyone who listens to the show that I am biased to anything to do with Essex. Not many books I read. Uh, the character starts off with basically exactly the same journey as I have. You talk about, you went to the same school as me, you know, yeah. you talk about like, the same places. You talk about Half Peveril rail- railway station. It's down the road. Stinks of milk. I always, yeah, it milk d- factory next to it. Yeah. does stink. So, <laughs> I, well, I that's love- where one of the players that's mentioned regularly in the book, Faisal Manager of Manji, literally lit- well, grew up next to that, um, that, that milk place and he went to kegs as well. Ah, this is the nichest podcast. <laughs> Jack, None of this we, bit is going in. Can we go in a separate room and just chat about other things? Because yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I've, I've got more Essex questions. Uh, yeah. He did this with, this with yeah, Perry yeah. Groves, genuinely. <laughs> so Perry Groves also from Essex, and we had we had a lovely chat about John Lewis and how he goes to the new Everyman Cinema. I go there; it's great. <laughs> but for people who don't know Kegs, uh, it's a very traditional grammar school in many ways. Built in the 1500s, you got school uniform. A lot of people who go there, you know, MPs or tend to go into your traditional jobs like banking and stuff like that. And being a YouTuber, that's a, it's, a, it's very different to what a lot of people do there. Have you been back to the school or anything since? And um, It's actually quite funny. So someone, a lad who watched my videos, anyway, yes. he approached me um, three or four years ago with an email and said, oh, I'm, a, I'm the current head boy at Kegs. He was the current head boy at the time. And he said, we love what you do. I'd love, would you be prepared to come and do a talk to Sixth Form about different options you know after uni and how it doesn't have to be following the status quo and all that and I was like oh man I'd love to you know first of all it's kind of like everyone wants to do that if they can don't they go back to their school and do that and I was like yeah sweet tell me when I then got an email from him like apologetically a few weeks later saying I'm really sorry I uh I I had a meeting with the head of sixth form about it and she said she said I remember Spencer but I don't think we should uh celebrate anyone who's made a career from playing computer games at school (gasps) It doesn't, oh, wow. it doesn't, bad doesn't surprise me about kegs though that's, shame, kegs. Kegs. That that's a real kegs. shame <laughs> because anyone that knows me knows i wouldn't have said a thing single thing about computer games like it's not about what it's about it's about the mentality right definitely, it's about definitely. not having to do it the way that your dad did it or anyone else did it and just reinventing your route yeah and um so i think it would have been a nice little nice little talk but they, they won't have me back they, they haven't oh. so if it makes you feel any about they haven't asked me back either <laughs> it's awful yeah I mean I'm sure I'll be there one day Miss can't last forever (laughs) the tyrannous reign of Miss yeah we're bringing Spencer back she was she was always she was always very nice to me to be honest no I liked her that's that's what hurt more James I liked her too yeah, I like tattoo. But I mean, it, you, you do talk about this in the book. This idea of like, you know, because your dad talks about like saying, "Oh, what you know, if you play snooker your whole life, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a more useful thing than playing computer games." But we are sort of now moving to the realm where you can make a career. You can actually make a career out of playing computer games, not just what you do, but you know, esports and the the money that's being talked about is crazy. Like, yeah. well, I mean, I've employed many of them. Like yeah. hashtag, we've had pro FIFA players for years. You know, at one point we had four different guys all all earning enough money to live to play uh, FIFA. And that's just as a salary. That's not including, you know, prize money you get, yeah. which is sometimes in the hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah. And that's FIFA. So, in fact, someone from Brentwood uh, won one of the Fortnite events last year. He won like $10 million. Guy from Brentwood playing Fortnite. But so it's I mean, like, it's a real thing. It's, it's, that, it's that thing where you're like, well, surely you have to then tell people about it and say well yeah it is a viable career opportunity if you if you can do it then you know then do it i mean it's a tricky one i've, I've got a, a baby on the way and i think a oh, lot about 
Thank you, mate. Yeah, it's in a couple of months. And I, and I think a lot about, you know, how much do I want them to sort of see, to take from my routine? Like, do I, I don't want a kid playing computer games all day. <laughs> like, all day. Do you know what I mean? I, I love computer games. I wouldn't, and I like, I'm specifically a football gamer. Like, I think that's one thing that people get the wrong impression of me. They think I play, I play FIFA and Football Manager. I don't play that's anything it, else. Yeah. The other ones are <laughs> a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've played like, I play Mario Kart and all that for fun, but I'm not sitting there like, certainly not anymore uh, playing for fun and now it's always for work anyway but um i think they're amazing i think you can learn a lot from them i think if you're into a sport it doesn't have to be a sport but into a thing it's a great way of extending that you know experience when you can't for example play football outside or you you haven't got 20 mates to organize a level side game Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. keep doing it and i learned so much about football from people don't understand like i mean mean, sky sports news use football manager as a tool absolutely yeah it's it's an incredible resource so I think it's got a bad rep, and I think the world's going that way, man. It's only a matter of time before we're all plugged in. And it's like, um, what's that film? Uh, Is this your sci-fi novel you're pitching yeah. to us? <laughs> <laughs> it's written though, isn't it? Ready yeah. Player One. Ready yeah, Player One. one. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. It's going to okay. happen. Oh, imagine a version of Ready Player One that was just Football Manager. So you just like you just like sort of like interact yeah. with like here's Freddie Adu here's Freddie yeah. flying by yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing okay we're making yeah. that there you go uh, Spencer you also like Prevo yeah I mean that was the game so it started off with FIFA mm-hmm. with uh, 98 but then for probably about seven or eight years spell it was all about yeah. Prevo yeah when it all went online properly. FIFA just smashed FIFA took it. Off. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Great, and, uh, great game. Adriano. Adriano. Yeah, Half their names power. were wrong, weren't they? So it was like Roberto yeah. Larcos. Wow. Well, you've moved on very well to our game we're going to play with you called Impesta Syndrome. Get it? Kind of imposter? Anyway. Uh, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, those who aren't watching on video uh, Spencer's laughing loads uh, <laughs> I'm going to list some Pez players and clubs uh, their names on Pro Evolution Soccer you have to tell me who they are in real life you feeling easy. confident? Uh, I think I've got a good chance okay start off with an easy one number one Neil Lemon Neil Lennon <laughs> it's, it's correct <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very imaginative that one um, yeah. number two Trad Bricks is this a player or a, it's a, a team? Uh, it's a team. Trad Bricks. Trad Bricks. It's, it's, there's some hard ones in here. These are hard, man. I think is it like the same amount of syllables as uh, as the actual team, or is it? Very big British club, not English club. Trad Bricks. For some reason, no, it can't be them. It won't be them. Who? Who? Who are you thinking? No, I, I don't know. It's just definitely wrong. I was going to say Man United because it's correct. It's correct. It's it? oh. He's got it. He's got it. Trad Bricks. Yeah, I don't know why. The next one. If you get this, you're a genius. Uh, Dublin. It's a team name. <laughs> so it's an, it's a, I'm guessing it's in Dublin. It's one of the... No, no? very much not. <laughs> They've got another team called Dublin that's not in Dublin. <laughs> it's spelt it's, the same. Yep, spelt, say, spelt like the capital of Ireland, uh, but not an Irish team. They're an English team. English, oh. not Scottish. Nope. Well, Aston Villa. It's correct. <gasps> Dion Dublin, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's a very That must good, be the reason. I think that must be the logic. That's amazing. Very well worked out. got Muslim memory going on here. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so Number five, Michael Kruger. This is a footballer. What era, what era is this? What, this what is... I'm not sure what year. Is that Pez 2? So this is a uh, European footballer from one of the big European nations. Played for Chelsea. He played oh, knew, for Leverkusen. Oh, yeah. It's not, not, not Reisiger. Nope. Uh, it Mike, sound Michael like Ballack. Yeah. Michael Ballack. Oh, Ballack. Kruger sounds like a good old German name, doesn't yeah. it? It does. It does. 
It Sounds does. like a like, um, um, Freddy Krueger was famous. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. great set of mid Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, last two Lake District this is a this is a tough one. But a it's team, a team again, yeah. Team very close to your heart. Can't be West Ham. <laughs> West Ham, but why are they called what? Lake District? <laughs> what year this was it? Lazy Pe- year. In Pez yeah. two, I think, or Pez one, and and finally uh, Ryan Greggs. Who is that? Yeah, it's got to be Giggsy, isn't it? Is Giggsy yeah. is the correct answer? They were uh, they were the teams were normally better than that. It was normally like North London Red, wasn't it? it was like Arsenal, yeah, that's yeah, Arsenal, like, yeah. Merseyside yeah. Red, and yeah. And Bolton were called something really odd at one point. I can't remember what that was. Bolton were called Middlebrook. I had yeah, that. that was I had, the one. I was being yeah, my next yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Very so it makes sense if it was Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah. Why? I reckon they just put him in a randomizer. They just I, put yeah. these names. I think you're right, but uh, you got five out of seven. That's pretty good. I'll uh, take it. You're the first, uh, uh, well, no one's ever done it before, but you're now on the leaderboard for Impesta Syndrome. Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Spencer, another thing you did, which I didn't know about at all, you were a stand-up, briefly. Yeah, well, if you're doing stand-up, I guess you're a stand-up, aren't you? Like, yeah. By definition, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, to be fair, I did it for like three years. Oh, is it that long? You got paid yeah. for your first ever gig. You got paid 100 yeah, I mean, quid. That story is mental. Like no yeah. one believes me. No, that is. It's like I was like I was on for like half an hour, mate. It's like a half an hour set. Yeah, I've never done that a genuinely before. made my that story makes my palms like sweat. <laughs> yeah, the idea of being of never doing a stand-up show before and someone going, "Yeah, I'll pay you a hundred quid," and uh, it's a thirty-minute set. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Oh no! I just oh gosh, because I've been in some you know bad stand-up things and I've done terrible stand-up gigs before. Uh, the idea of doing it for 30 minutes as my first time would be horrifying. I Mate, I mean, I, I didn't know any different, really. Sure. Um, but also, yeah, I, someone had said to me, fake it till you make it or whatever in terms of trying to get gigs. So I probably just lied on a few things sure. I'd answered and just said, yeah, I've done loads of gigs, mate. Don't worry about that. Nice. And um, I got really lucky because it was the worst gig ever. It was above, a, I think it was above like a strip club or something. And there was maybe 15 or 20 people there. They were all drunk out of their heads. The other acts were all awful. So basically what happened was the guy who actually put on the event didn't know what he was doing, the promoter. Okay. Okay. Hence why he booked a guy who'd never done a gig before and paid him money. <laughs> so it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, so everyone else was awful as well. And I was probably very awful. My mate um, was there to watch it. And I, yeah, like I said, I did like half an, more than half an hour's worth of stuff. And 28 minutes of that, never saw the live day ever again. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. Mental. Yeah, tough. Yeah, and what's happened? What's happened with the other two minutes? Have you used any of that in your in gold? Your... Absolutely gold, mate. Is, is it gold? Okay, cool. Sure. <laughs> no, um, sure. No, oh, I did. Yeah, I mean, as you know, like after that, then probably, probably like fifty of my next sixty gigs were two-minute gigs or five-minute gigs. Makes more so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was much more normal. And then um, I would just hone that a little bit and try to. And I, had, I did have some really good gigs. I went to Edinburgh a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I had this period. I had a very sort of set five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. And I'd go one night and I'd kill it and I did the exact same thing to a different crowd and it would bomb. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't, and I realized I had an audience. The way I did it, it was very anecdotal. It wasn't like punchlines. And if it, if it was people around my age and like university age, I did really well. Sure. If I ended up in some London comedy club with slightly older crowd, I'd just bomb. And I hated that kind of unknowing. Yeah. And then I hated the, the traveling hated the traveling i think i said in the book about yeah when i made a youtube video yeah just realized it was different is, is this where kind of uh your so obviously you start your videos with all right mate how you doing you're very conscious about that and how you say in the book a lot how you want to be uh the viewer's friend 
Is that something uh, which attracted you more to YouTube than stand-up necessarily because you found it something easier to kind of make that connection with an audience? I don't think I uh, knew that going in. I think I definitely have learned that. Mm -hmm. I think um, because I was doing random YouTube videos all through uni, like nothing to do with football, comedy sketches and stuff, many of which were terrible, most of which are deleted now. (laughs) And um, I did a T4 you're a T4? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like Steve Jones I, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I entered some competition when I was at uni to be the next presenter for it. And I got to the final. And at the final, I actually hated it, by the way. Like, uh, I don't think T4 exists anymore. But no. at the time, I realized going in, this was like not what's for me. It's like mm. you're a T4 people are like models to speak. Like, they, they, you know, they don't really, it's classic presentering in the sense that, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, there's some great guys that come out of T4. Like Simon Amstel, I think, did T4, and that's yeah. some great yeah, talent. Yeah. But a lot of presentering in ge- presenting in general is you're just reading a script and you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. And they asked me some questions and I found it really, um, like, what's your style, man? What's your style? Like, about, I was like, probably wearing some like wolf jumper or something. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm a wolf man. I'm a wolf man. Obviously, I'm your man. So they, uh, but I got some good advice. The reason I tell that story is, lady there, or producer there, said to me, uh, "Talk to the camera like you talk, like it's your friend. Forget it's a lens, and imagine it is the eyes of your friend." Yeah. So then, when I started doing YouTube and I wanted to have like an opening thing, I just thought I'm literally going to say what I would say to my mate, and I was like, "All right, mate, how you doing?" That's probably what I said to you guys when we started this call. I can't remember. That's yeah. instinctive. It yeah. And um, like I was in a video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good advice, I think. And people ask me now about YouTube and stuff. I just say, because I see people, you know, in life, they talk unbelievably confidently. And, you're, and as soon as you put a camera in front of them, they're like, hi, mm. welcome to that. And I'm saying, just, you're not looking at a camera. It's your mate. You almost said, welcome to the football book club just then. Was that an impression of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Hi, no. welcome <laughs> to the... <laughs> I'm James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Another incredible job you did before you kind of took off on YouTube was you worked with Vincent Company at yes. doing his doing his social media for a, a pretty much a whole season. Yeah, the, the season, the 11, 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Season. And on that note, guys, who's ready for this week's dramatic reading? Yeah. Let's do it. This dramatic reading is called Spencer Gets Stared At by Vincent Company. I got a phone call from Big Balls saying that Vincent Company, the Manchester City and Belgian captain, had been in touch because he was looking for a social media guy and they thought I could be it. Big Balls. Is Big Balls, Big Balls. someone's nickname? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the name of a production company. Ah, okay. I really? did think Big Balls, this is probably too early in your relationship with Vincent Company to be calling him that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen him, so I assume they did, but I haven't seen him. <laughs> How long did you work with him? Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, I might have quit my jo- last job because I had enough of doing social media for someone else, but this was the sickest version of that job. Good money for not even full-time hours and a seat in Vincent's box for every home game at the Etihad. That's not bad. Vincent was clearly a very switched-on businessman as well as a great player, and I told him about all the exciting things I thought we could do to give him a real social media presence. I told him how much I looked up to him, how I was a defender too, and in the end I just came out with, Come on, let's do this. Yeah, cool, he said. I just need to look you in the eye and make sure I can trust you. <laughs> Here we go. We quit the call. <laughs> I got the wait, camera. Wait, wait, very, very quickly, when he said that, what did you do? Did you kind of go like, yes, okay. Yeah. Or did you go, ha, 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 yeah, good one, Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> he might have dramatised the wording a little bit, but he said something like, just get the, get the video on and then we're fine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, it was a bit surreal afterwards. And I just realised he literally, once he got the video, and just sort of went. 
Is that exactly how it was? So Spencer has come really close to the screen and is just staring at us. Is that really how close he was? Kind of, yeah. Wow. He, he made some sort of joke about what I was... I was probably wearing something very similar, like some sort of checkered shirt or something. And uh, I think he just wanted to get a sense of who I was. Not in like a... You know I mean... There's nothing wrong with wanting to know who you're working with. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Wanted to see him. I had never met him in person at that point. Yep. So he just wanted to see what, who he was talking to, really. <laughs> he did, he, honestly, the camera came on. He just sort of went... And he went, yeah, cool, you'll do. And that was the end of it. And that was the so time weird. you got stared at by Vincent Company. <laughs> Funnily enough, like very similar, but also dissimilar to the T4 situation. Whereas T4 yes. were like asking me what I was going to wear and all this, like it mattered. Whereas mm. Vincent was like... Yeah, you can you can get away with that. Sure. <laughs> was he like, is that a picture of a wolf? On yeah, yeah, yeah. I need more. Uh, I don't want the wolf jumper again. <laughs> <laughs> You're very complimentary of Vincent throughout. You said he could be prime minister of Belgium in your book. I reckon he, I reckon he still could be. I reckon yeah. he still could be. I, I, um, I've heard him speak. He is. He's a very smart guy. He's very switched on. Very smart. Very um, just different cloth. Cut from a different cloth to a lot of the other. I mean, I've. Lucky enough to know a lot of footballers, work for a lot of footballers, and a lot of them are good friends of mine, nothing yeah. against. But generally, he's different to most of them in just the way he thinks. How so? And uh, just loads of things like, I don't know. So first of all, a lot of people don't know this, but Man United tried to buy him when he was 18, mm-hmm. and he turned it down because Ferguson wouldn't let him finish his degree. He was doing a degree in Anderlecht. Right. And he wow. said, I will only come if you let me finish my degree. And Fergie said, if you're going to play for Man United, you're a footballer. And at 18, company said, no, you're right, I'll leave it because I want to do a degree. Um, when he was in Man- at Man City, about 26, 27, he was doing an MBA at Manchester Business School. He was oh, going wow. and sitting in seminars with 21, 22-year-old kids yeah. as Vincent Company and making his notes. Like, just no need to do it. The guy's got all the money he needs and he's going to be able to do anything in business. He just wanted to learn that yeah. stuff. Yeah. When he did the deal to go to City he, at like mid-20s, he negotiated a thing. He's, he was going to create a company that didn't exist at this point that was going to get the, uh, the license to be the chauffeur of all the footballers at Man City or something. He just created this business and just went, yeah, when I come here, I want to, I want to, part of my deal, I want to have the rights to any cars you guys need at Man City going anywhere. My company provides them. They were like, yeah, you can do that. And he just made the company up after that. <laughs> so he had that gig and then created a whole like chauffeur like driving company off the back of that. This is like Del Boy. Um, <laughs> but like, incredibly, this is this is a very comprehensive answer to like how he's different. He he does sound extremely different. I can't imagine. Because he sounds different. Who else starts a taxi company? Yeah, for, for the for the teammates. That What's is going it, on? No. That's incredible. <laughs> and you that's st- just one. And he didn't call it company car. Oh. He didn't call it company car. What an error. That's why he's not going to make it. That's why he's not going to make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got. He hasn't. Not quite there. Not quite there. <laughs> is it? You stay around his house a lot though, and stuff. You said. I did. I've been to his house multiple times. I stayed in Patrick Vieira's house. Okay. That's I actually cool. took a poo in Patrick Vieira's toilet, which is, nice. should be on my Twitter bio, really. Um, <laughs> nice toilet. Nice toilet. Lovely. Lovely. lovely yeah. you know, You'd expect decent. that. You'd expect that. Yeah. Um, It'd be bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Toilet was disgusting. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. Just a portal out back. Yeah. 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 The rest <laughs> of his house is incredible, but he just doesn't doesn't spend the money on the toilet. Really weird. <laughs> that would be gossip, wouldn't it? That would be, yeah. <laughs> So all very, very lucky. Very uh, no bad experiences whatsoever. Like I'd be, I'd be the first to tell you if I did, to be honest. Like, and I didn't. Sure. They were all, they were all lovely. Had a little unofficial race on a motorway with uh, Balotelli. Right. Um, yeah, you wrote about that in the book. So that's basically you saw each I had, other. I had to be quite careful how I worded that in the book because I know what happened. Yeah. But 
I, I don't know what I can put in the book. Basically, I, what I can say is I was in a car uh-huh. with Vincent Company, and the car next to me had Balotelli, I think it was Nasri, I can't remember. It was another City player. Yeah. And we were driving at similar speeds on the same road. Okay, that's Good. a very... Uh, we'll, we'll let the listeners uh, use their imagination with that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't like 25 miles an hour. That would be... It's faster than 25. Okay, cool. And that's do you know what, that's do you know what I love say. about this um, company stuff when I was reading it was... Uh, I had like a very similar experience to you, but a real like Z Z list version of it. So a, a few years ago, um, I just finished working on a football documentary at the time, and um, I saw an advert for a Middlesbrough player looking for a social media person. The same the same role pretty much, and um, it ended up being I can say this, it's fine, but it ended up being Martin Braithwaite, um, oh, who's yeah. now oh, at yeah, Barcelona. He's gone to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. What and, could have and, been? Yeah. <laughs> So I did a few days with him and it went really well. And they said, yeah, we want to give you the role. And then not long after that, he, he moved to, I think it was Leganes or somewhere. He went to Spain. And I, yeah. it, it really made me laugh reading this, this bit when you were describing this because you were like, hmm, this is a really good job and everyone's telling me I should keep it. I'm going to walk away because my heart's not in it. I was in the same position. I was like, please take me to Spain with you, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then, take me to Spain, Martin Braithwaite. And then he please. went to Leganes. <laughs> and then like one or two years later, he went to Barcelona. And I was like, oh my God, Jesus. What could have been? What could have been? been you? Yeah. The and thing is, though, it's, it's, it's so... Yeah, I can't believe you're still there, by the way. I thought that was going to be like a few... Also, days. I was talking to some brother about this recently. I was like, oh, is Braithwaite still there? He was like, yeah, he's still there. Not only is he still there, they've given him the number nine shirt, I think it is. Or... Uh, what he's like? That I thought you would just be gone. What's going on in Barcelona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no disrespect to. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but no one saw that coming, right? No one saw it coming. No, oh, is look, he a lovely guy. The, the final bit on this is, uh, yeah, he is a lovely guy. He's actually he's brilliant. But there's a bit which, when he went to Barcelona, I was trying to find the footage to see if it actually recorded, and I hadn't. It was just me and him chatting. He was talking about the law of attraction and how you got to believe in yourself and put it out there. And he actually said to me, "I genuinely believe I will play for Real Madrid or Barcelona." He said, why not? And at the time, I must admit, I was like, okay, mate. That's, like, that's, that's not awesome. going to happen. We, and we he, he did. We need to get company and uh, Martin Braithwaite together. Imagine, what, <laughs> imagine the car company they could think up together. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You left the job with Vincent, which allowed you to focus more on your YouTube videos, in particular your FIFA series and the rest, as they say, is history. A lot of people listening will be very familiar with these, um, but yeah. it all started with a character you and Copper90 made called the FIFA player where you would play YouTubers and celebrities all undercover. It was a big success. Uh, is the FIFA player ever going to come back? Actually, uh, so we live stream our hashtag games and on Monday night at the end of the match, we did a, I did a little impromptu FIFA player rap um, ah. because the chat were asking for it. But again, much like stand-up, FIFA player was probably one of the best things I've ever done. It was so fun. And something about wearing a mask, like you get so much freedom and you don't there is i think there's a famous quote about it i can't remember who said it it wasn't sigmund freud or something it was something i'm gonna absolutely um get it wrong but it was something like uh how if you wear a mask you can do whatever you want yeah it's like a batman quote isn't it (laughs) maybe i mean it might be sigmund freud batman (laughs) yeah it could have been i don't know really what what what, what have you been up to during lockdown spencer if you can do anything you want with a mask (laughs) have you been How's, uh, has this kind of encouraged some, uh, some dodgy behaviour? No, not, not from my house. Um, sure, sure, sure. Not sure, sure. really. Yeah. No, the, uh, there's a lot of reminders of FIFA player everywhere I go at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. Imagine, yeah. No, it was, it was, if you should look back at it, man, it's crazy, like the, the actual character. I mean, I, I must have done an all right job because a lot of people I met during it, that, it was obviously an act, right? But a lot of people didn't get it mm-hmm. and they thought I was that man. Sure. And so, like, there's YouTubers that I met, for example, um, years later, as myself. Yep. And there's guys that turned us down. And I'd be like, why did you turn us down back then? Why did you never do it with us? And they were like, we were scared of you. We thought you were going to come and bully us and like, take the mick out of us and all that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm just a normal guy. And they were like, now we get it. But they, they, they were just worried. And I was like, who can think this is a real man? If you've seen any of it, you know, like, it's also, the most ludicrous who, man you've ever seen. Who gets scared of that ludicrous man? Exactly. Yeah. And the joke was always on me. The well, joke yeah. was always on FIFA player, being an idiot who thought he was better than he was. Imagine when I called you today if you'd have turned up wearing that snood and being <laughs> yeah. undercover. as a, That was as genuinely a what we were fearing before yeah, you got like, on this call. Oh, yeah. We thought you were going to start off. insulting us. <laughs> and, I mean, thinking about it, like, all those things have opened up so many incredible opportunities for you as well. Like, you've some of the things you've done for FIFA are incredible. Like, you were on the tutorials, FIFA 16, you talk about. Uh, you've played against all these teams and stuff. I mean, you played in the um, Invitational recently with, with the BBC covered. Yeah. When you I, 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 lost to Ryan Sesson. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. but uh, I smashed him, though. I smashed him. If you watch the match, bro, I absolutely smashed him. I, I'm not happy about that still. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Poor. Poor for me. I uh, should have won the game. He was lovely about it, though, to be fair to him. He knew. He tweeted me afterwards and said, I didn't deserve to win that. So I'll take that, <laughs> that seriously. I can, I can see it's, you're still a little bit hurt by it. I can see. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I was made the pre-tournament favourite. The Sky Sports, oh. and you could bet on it, and I was made the bookies' favourite and I lost the first round. To Sess. Is he, is he a good FIFA player? Right? He's decent. Yeah. He, he went quite far in it, I think. Okay. But, um, the, the actual, I think Diego Jota won it when he was still at Wolves, mm. and he looks very good. I think he would have beaten me. The... the, mm. the the bookies made me out to be better than I was. They thought I was better because I work in FIFA. Sure. Like, stuff. Mm. They made me like I was this unbelievable player. I was like, these footballers play more than I do. Trust me. Yeah. I don't play as much. People think I play like all, every day. I you don't... almost never play anymore. Really? How often would you say you play a game of FIFA? At the moment, well, I say I never play it. I stream on Twitch and stuff. So yep. that's what I play. And the new game's out. So I am playing it at the moment. Mm. But 
you know, in the summer, I didn't, I hadn't touched FIFA in four or five months. Really? Touched the game. I, it's, um, like, it's like lockdown, you know, like all these, all these athletes are out of practice. You know, it takes a while to get back up after. It's <laughs> true. And I, I guess but, you're probably not playing casual games either. If you're doing it, you're yeah. doing it for streaming, aren't you? I'm assuming it's not quite the same yeah. playing, I don't know, your mate down the road as it is when you've played Gareth Bale or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love competitions. I love playing anyone. Like, okay. I just like playing FIFA. So it wouldn't make a difference who I was playing. But um, it's more just like a time thing. It's just like, yeah. you know, nowadays it's, it's, I do a lot on Twitch. I don't um, do much gaming content myself anymore. I'm kind of transitioned to more mainstream football now. Yep. But when I was, it was every game I played was for a series of some kind. You know, like one of these pun-based series, The Wheel of Fortune or Crotons or Arty Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ironically, at the moment, right now, I am in actually for the first time in years a spate of slight addiction to FIFA again. Okay, where I, I played career mode until 4am last night. Oh no. I still love career mode. But but, but you were doing it for, for streaming reasons, right? Playing no, it? last night oh. I was playing at home. Oh. No streaming. Oh jeez. I know, it's unheard of. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> but the new game's out and uh, I'm trying to take a little bit more downtime. Okay. The irony is in lockdown or whatnot you can't go and see your mates and go for a drink or whatever i'd like to go and do yeah so i'm sitting and playing FIFA stuff <laughs> i've been doing for years wow okay yeah yeah i'm enjoying it while it lasts because i've got a baby on the way in two months so i think FIFA's going to be uh hard to come by of course of course yeah get it out of your system do you think uh obviously hashtag about an esports team as well uh, and like I mentioned, the BBC showed the uh, eSports Invitational. What do you think the future is for eSports? Do you think the BBC, for example, that must have been a pretty big step. Will there be like an eSports match of the day or something coming, do you think, some point? Well, yeah, I don't know what uh, format it will take in terms of content, in terms of like the production level of it, but um, it's definitely getting that way, man. Like, So our hashtag player won the EPL in the summer, so he represented Watford. And he won the E Premier League. That's quite a big event. You know, he won 30 grand for that. Um, that's actually quite a small prize pot compared to some of the others. Yeah. The E World Cup winner gets 250k. Uh, and in general, that's very small for esports. And for other games, you, Fortnite, you're talking 10 million. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that is mad. So there's no doubt esports is here to stay, 100%. Uh, for FIFA and for football particularly, I think it's different because a lot of games... Well, the most popular esports, they're like they're an entity onto themselves. You know, like you can't play real life COD. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the closest you can do is go paintballing or whatever. You can't go and fight. And I, I'm going to show my my ignorance of other games here, but uh, League of Legends is a massive one, which is like loads of people sort of fighting in the woods with swords. Like you can't do that in real life. Well, so not during lockdown, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you can do re- whatever these guys do. Laughing, laughing, yeah, yeah. But you can't do the real version, whereas mm-hmm. football is a real thing. And I don't care what anyone says, even me who runs and owns a club, playing football is the most fun you can have in the football, in my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I love watching football. I love talking about football. I love watching my team play. But nothing beats me playing football. And I'm aware that's a finite thing I can do. So I like to do it as much as I can now. Um, so FIFA is, is in competition with actual football. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it will never say that, and even though no one wants it to be, because I think it's an extension of football, yeah. it will always be in competition with the real thing. So that's where it's going to be interesting. And I think the more it can mimic real football, the better. So, for example, FIFA right now is a 1v1 or sometimes a 2v2 format. Mm-hmm. But real football is obviously 11v11. And the best esports are like a team sports, you know, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, uh, 5v5 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mode called Pro Clubs. And I think that should be the future of FIFA esports. Where you, us four might be a team. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you want to strike up? <laughs> no, if you want, I'll play. I don't. I love playing FIFA if I can. I'll play. <laughs> you don't want me in your team. Um, you don't want me in your team. <laughs> and then one of you will be a striker, one will be a centre mid, one will be a centre back, whatever. But from a broadcast perspective, you imagine watching that. Yeah. Like it's so much more fun to watch a group of people in a shirt. Everyone knows who the goal scorer is. The centre. Yeah, it's so yeah, much more yeah, yeah. similar yeah. to football. Yeah, sure. And Whereas right now you're watching one guy and you've got to relate to that one 18 year old kid playing yeah. as, an old as, 11, as 11 people, which is yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can do 11 v 11, you can do three versus three, you can do whatever you want. And there is competitive events of it. It's a little more hard to organize, but ultimately there's a game mode in FIFA called Ultimate Team, which is the prize asset of EA. It yes. It's a lot of money for them. So they're pushing everything in that direction at the moment, mm. um, which isn't 11 v 11. So the bit that still needs to be worked out, I think, is where it's going to settle as an esport. But there's no doubt it's here to stay. There's no doubt that um, it's not it's not for everyone. And I know that not. I don't believe there is a substitute for real life playing and running around and actually doing that. But it's a really good thing to do when you can't do that. I think. So let's talk about something that was relatively in its infancy in the book. After your FIFA YouTubing had taken off, you started your own football team proper. And they started off just on YouTube, but they've grown and grown. And now, since writing the book, they've taken a huge, huge step and joined the Football Pyramid proper. I'm, of course, talking about Hashtag United. Um, you've mentioned a lot. What do you all think of the name, by the way? Give me your This is what I was going to ask. This is what I'm going to say. I, I, you know, I've got this. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It to me. It doesn't. It do, it's, it, to me. I, Be honest, James. Come on. I hate it. Stop putting no. things around the- <laughs> I think you need to rebrand. Okay, so uh, one thing. <laughs> Have you, you considered you, the, I don't, I don't the think you know much about club branding. United? Yeah. Yeah. No, hashtag you know United. I, I really like that bit in the book when you're talking about how it polarizes people and it takes you back to sort of, like you were saying, specifically with the older generation, they're not as accepting. And do you think it's just a time thing? You know, like you still get the old school footballers who are like, oh, he's wearing white boots. What the hell? Like everyone's got to wear black boots. It's sort of like, yes. It, you know, time moves on, mm. things come into it, and now people are more accepting of different color boots but do you think it's like a similar thing it just takes a bit of time to to adjust to the we, the we new really way got over things. that prejudice eventually yeah really that annoys me the black boots, boots thing it annoys you me need, who cares what color boots you're in yeah i agree but you need something big to kind of change things and i think maybe hashtag yeah. you know, is something which you know it's very different to yeah, blackburn well, rovers for example isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> well 95 percent of football clubs we've all heard of are 100 years old you know like yeah there's, there's only a few outliers that are more recently made so the names aren't new because why would they be? You know, unless they've rebranded or whatever. So it is a time thing in answer to your, your question, David. It is a time thing. So I think people need to, first of all, find out who we are. So first time you find out who we are, you're like, what the hell is that? What is that name? That's yeah. the point, by the way. Yeah. That's the point. Because if we were called Brentwood Athletic, you would forget about us in a heartbeat. Very true. And you Very wouldn't true. know from jumping off the page, you wouldn't know there's anything special about this team whatsoever. The minute you see Hashtag United, you go, what is that? I need to know more. Even if I'm going to take the piss out of them, I still want to know more. Yeah. And so that's what, and also it took me years to realise when you're creating a football team and you are, call it a brand, it is a brand. Like, you know, it's something that's got a lot of followers across the world and you're trying to create that brand stronger, i.e. more supporters. Your job is not to make everyone in the world like you. There is no football team that has successfully done that. In fact, most of the biggest teams, a lot more people don't like them than like them. Yep. That's how football works. Yep. Your job is to find your people. That's your job. And, to, and we have a very wide net of who those people can be because we are really appealing to anyone that is a modern-day football fan. Mm-hmm. And by the way, all for the right reasons. We're not RB Leipzig no, you know, no, and no. trying to get away with a dodgy name so we can brand something. Yep. We are like... 
trying to boost women's football. Yeah. We're giving people jobs in the community. We've got 43 teams now, boys, girls, all age groups. Like We are only doing good things. And the more people that come across us, the more people realise that. So we've, we've got a name for them. We call them Collins, people that... Um, <laughs> They don't like, and there's nothing against people called Colin. That's just as uh, you, you might know them. People just don't know what we are. They're scared of it. I think I would call them Graham Soonerses. I think Graham Soonerses. <laughs> From that the Colin books that we've read so far. Now. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. But how do the other team? How do the other teams in um, in your division? What do, what do they think about it? Are they kind of because it must benefit them? It brings a lot of attention to to the league, but you know, also you've got a lot of clout as such you've got you know you've got Azpilicueta as a backer and also you've got all these followers online and stuff do they are they are they is there any jealousy is there any resentment at all do you think impossible to say I'd say that everyone wants to beat us for sure yeah like so we, all, we always play the best version of every team if that makes sense in non-league you've got to remember most of these guys have got other jobs and stuff mm. that every time they're not booking a holiday that weekend they're not do you know what I mean because they want to play hashtag and they want to go on YouTube and they want to be able to score against us and go up to the camera and do that in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, it's their cup final. It's like West Ham okay. against Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we'll always have to deal with that, I think, for at least a few more divisions until teams just have a little bit more about them in terms of their motivation and their players that are just hitting every game like that. Yep. But in terms of the owners of teams, again, there's some people that don't get it and there's a lot of old school old boys club I can imagine mentality in non-league yeah 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 I've had some really weird comments from other chairmen and stuff like it's ridiculous but a lot of them love us to be honest because end of the day everyone gets their record attendance when they when when we play them at their place and they get that money Nice. No, we don't get that money. So, like, sure. we're doing great things for other teams as well. And is that a lot of your fans sitting in? You know, say they live in Kettering or somewhere. They don't. They wouldn't normally come down to yeah. to play in Essex. So they they'll come down and watch it, the match. There. You get a lot of that, and you get loads of funny things where you like. I said, let's say a team has got their under twelves as their mascot, so they're all in their team's kit, but they're all supporting us at the game. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, that, and yeah. the team hate it because they're all going celebrating when we score, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that happens a lot. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a ma- ma- massive um, string to our boat, you know, that we're helping other teams. And I love that about us. Like, yeah, I have a sure. non-league background. My dad's been a physio in non-league yep. all, all through my life. And um, I've always wanted to get into non-league. Like, you know, my first football videos on YouTube were me filming a club called East Thurrock that my dad was the mm-hmm. physio for. And the guy who's the manager of Hashtag now was the assistant manager for. And um, I think some people get the wrong idea and think it's like the weirdest thing we get is like people thinking we're this money club. I'm like, what money do you think there is in non-league? Yeah, that we're yeah, 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 exist. yeah, yeah. And then also that we're buying the league. Like we pay the least money in the league as a football club. Okay. Like, we know roughly what other teams are getting because there's players that play for these teams that want to come to us that then find out how much we pay and they go, I'll stay where I am because they're getting <laughs> triple that where they are yeah. or quadruple that in some cases. We could pay the most in the league. We're, we're still at a low enough level where we could. Yeah. But I have a lot of employees to worry about. I have a lot of other things that I have to spend that these teams don't have. Sure, sure. Employees, premises, esports people, camera, equipment, all this stuff. So I choose to spend it on the stuff that makes us more sustainable. Yes, sure. Rather than some players who might leave in a few weeks and no guarantee of promotion regardless. When our season got null and void last year. Yeah, sorry about we that. Were in, of course, yeah. We were, yeah, it's gutting to be honest. But when we were in line to go up, the other two teams that were chasing to go up with us, one of them had treble or maybe quadruple our wage budget. Yep. We all lost our money that year, but they lost four times as much as me. Neither of us went up. Of course, yeah. True. So we're, we're doing a great job across the board, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. People that really know us do figure that out, and we get a lot of nice comments about it. But um, yeah, there's always going to be incorrect information going around. It's just to live with that. That makes sense. But do you think there's been some, you've been, it's been, uh, hashtag United have been legitimised a bit with the FA Cup run. Do you think that's helped, you know, 
bring um, them to the national attention a little bit more and people accept, you know, if there is any accepting to be done, they're accepting them a little bit more? I think it turned a few heads. I think there's a few people that maybe knew about our start and hadn't seen us for a bit and thought we were just doing our own thing and didn't realise we're actually in non-league yeah. and we can play in the FA Cup. I think um, we, we most importantly did ourselves justice when we were on the BBC. Like We won the game, but we also played well. Yep. And I think that was important. Uh, we, we arguably could have won the next round when we played a team three levels above us. We lost on penalties, Braintree, who are a National League team. So we just that was such a good thing for us. We had very small expectations for the FA Cup this year. Could have, we didn't even think we were going to be in it at first because we thought they were going to start it at later rounds because of COVID. So we're, it was a really good thing for the club. And what's amazing about this team, because of the name, basically, and the reputation we have, when something like that happens, like in the nicest way possible... We weren't on the BBC because we were playing hometown Rangers. Like we were on the BBC because we were called Hashtag United yes. and we had this crazy story. So when we do something of merit, we get loads of attention, yep. which is great. And we've earned that. So it's my job to make sure we keep doing really cool things. And if that's on the pitch or off the pitch, we know we'll get the, the attention we deserve when we do it. We've just got to keep doing it. And what are your plans for the future? What, have you got any ideas for where you want to take this? Because you've already you've built up 43 different teams, as you mentioned. You've got a women's team now. Uh, you came in when uh, Basildon was it Basildon? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, AFC Basildon. Yeah, yeah. So we merged with them and we merged with a local youth team called Forest Glade, which is in the Billericay area. Yeah. Um, and they've become part of our club now. Um, so that's great. That's a really big thing for me. And you know, men's football is obviously still very, very dominant, and it's what we've always been from day one. So that'll probably always be the, the kind of shining light. But equally, our women play five levels higher than our men. They play in the fourth tier of English football. They're in the mm. same league as Ipswich, Norwich, yes. uh, Cambridge United, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, MK Dot, AFC Wimbledon. Established sorry. teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big names. And we want to see where we, how we can improve the women's side as well. We've just got um, uh, Siobhan Chamberlain, the ex-England goalkeeper, is now an ambassador for us. She's on our oh, board. Wow, great. So um, she's helping us with women's football. So we're trying to do that as much as possible. We definitely want to climb the leagues on the men's side. I think we're... We're just not at the right level for us. It's just a fact. Nothing against the other teams in our league, but we've lost three games in two seasons yeah, now. Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it's just not, it's just not our level. I think the long-term plan will be to get a few levels higher and then see right if we want to actually kick on now and go into national league and then look about league football and all these crazy levels. Obviously, a lot of costs comes with that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Salford City had so much money between the class ninety-two, and they still got Peter Lim involved. You know who owns Valencia yeah. to put in the real money. Like uh, Gary Neville and all those guys needed outside help to get to League Two. So I'm not them. No. So I think if we get to the point where we're we're, we're knocking on the door of the National League, which I think we will in the next sort of four or five years, then I think uh, we would look to bring some other people in, okay. you know, some more Aspen quitters or whoever they might be, to uh, to see where we can take this club. But my job is really forgetting all that sustainability. How could we grow it? Make a place in the community. We haven't got a place in our name, but people now know we are based in a place, which is Essex. Yep. Where everyone associated with the club was was born and raised. And you're seeing how, how just making sure we're around for a long time, basically. And your playing days over? Would you say? Well, not over. I still play for our Sunday team. Sure, Sunday team. sure. Oh my gosh! But, but yeah, okay. in yeah. terms of in terms of the first team, no, that long gone. Uh, shame, big shame. But you've had. It's just not. It's just not worth it. If you understand how much I want us to win, <laughs> yeah, sure. why would I throw this thing in there that makes our chances of winning so much lower? It makes no sense. But this is, this is the cool thing. You've got 
a lot of the books we read are professional footballers, and some of them haven't played with the players you've played with. Like, you can, you know, thanks to your YouTube presence and playing in the Wembley Cup with other YouTubers, you're a non-professional footballer who's played with JJ Okocha, or played against JJ Okocha. You played with, uh, you know, William Gallas. Uh, Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher, Gerard, all these kind of people that played with you or against you. I mean, it's incredible, right? Who's the best player you've played with, would you say? If, if your ability was defined by the players you play with, I'd be world class. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Unfortunately, it isn't. No. Um, and, uh, As um, best football player... manager figured out when you went to Watford that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told him going in, I was like, guys, yeah. I'm just warning yeah. you, you sure you went to Watford? I know I've played with these guys, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best player I've played with is really, or against, there's a couple that I've done uh, multiple games with, so I've seen even more of them, like Robert Perez, I've played with twice and against once. Yep. And every single time, he was just been a joke. Okay, like terrible. You know, he's in his forties. <laughs> yeah. He's been so good really? and so uh, effortless with what he does. JJ Okocha was like surreal because he was playing in this game and he was pulling out all the trademark skills. He actually, there's a photo of me where I'm smiling. I'm on the floor because I think I've slide in ta- I've slide tackled JJ Okocha, and in my head, I'm telling you, I'm thinking. I've just like tackled JJ Koch in front of 30,000 people. Like, I'm so good. And the crowd's laughing. And I don't know why they're laughing. And I realised as I went to slide him, he nutmegs me <laughs> and he's running away with the ball. And I think I'm on the floor. I think I've got the ball. Oh, and I'm like, that is what we're dealing with here. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. Stephen Gerrard, we, we played against him. We played against Stephen Gerrard twice. And both times, he was just like exactly what you'd imagine him to be. Like, off the pitch, lovely. But on the pitch, just an absolute competitor. Just like not letting you get anywhere near him. Sure. And just a hero. So he, he, he was very tough to play against. Great. Well, the book, as, as you said before, Game Changer is a, is, is a really, really good read. And it filled me in a hell of a lot. On, oh, Spencer's <laughs> showing us the book. They make, that's the other thing about this book. It makes a great doorstop, <laughs> as I've learned over the years. That's, and, that's uh, the only reason yeah. why we buy football autobiographies in general. We've got yeah. so many of them around the house. We've to, got so many doors. I'm, never I'm cl- I'm, <laughs> I haven't closed a door in a year. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you so much coming up um, before you go Spencer can we play a quick game with you of course it is called Real Game Fake Game so every week or every, whenever we get guests on the show we play a game called Real Book Fake Book with ex-pros where they have to guess uh, what's the name of a real footballer's autobiography which is one we've made up but Spencer to spice it up a little you have to tell us what's a real football game and what's one we've just made up Okay. Just say real yep. or fake. Then we go. Okay. okay. Number one, Steven Gerrard's Total Soccer 2002. <laughs> fake. Oh, it's it's real. It's real, oh, Spencer. Yeah. Before it be too early. Game Boy Color game. Bad start, Spencer. Number two, <laughs> Chris Kamara's Street Soccer. Gotta be fake. <laughs> it's real. No way! <laughs> <that's laughs> Chris Kamara Street Soccer. <laughs> Apparently, I was reading about it. It's got nothing to do with Chris Kamara, but after they, a Sheffield United fan made the game, but he chose Chris Kamara's name to endorse it. So, so Chris Kamara is not like a street footballer. He's not like putting out like skill. It's moves, on PlayStation it? One. Let's stream it on Twitch. Um, I really <laughs> yeah. want to do that. Um, number three, Stephen Naismith, Ultimate Striker. That obviously has to be fake. Yeah. I can't have another one wrong. Uh, you, you, are, you are correct. That is fake. Very sadly, David O'Leary, Manager, two thousand. That's his era, isn't it? That's the Leeds era. Hmm. I'm going to say, for that reason, I'm going to say true. It's true. Game Boy Color. That's some good, weird, weird games on the Game Boy Color. That is a, that <laughs> is a waste of game. the Game Boy Color right there. <laughs> yeah, really oh, let's make sure we colorize David O'Leary manager. <laughs> uh, number five, Leighton Baines, Free Kick Wizard 3D. 
<laughs> so many words. So many words. Uh, Got to be fake. It is fake. It is the correct answer. Um, Stuart McCall of Duty. <laughs> I like it. Got to be fake. Is correct. It'd be good Very though, sadly. wouldn't it? Would wouldn't be it be game. good? Just all I'll running. Yeah, running around with like mops of blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to manage Bradford while being shot at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, number seven, football mangi. It's a uh, football manager, but with Faisal Manj dog mangi. <laughs> I uh, want that. I want that to exist. Okay, and I would play it, but unfortunately, it's still in uh, development. <laughs> okay, cool. Say you no can more. always ask them. No yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Watford scouts over to to, <laughs> yeah. to rate everyone's ability. Go, go, Beckham adventure on Soccer Island. These are getting more and more ridiculous, but that that makes me think that might actually be real. Go, go, Beckham adventure on Soccer. No, I'm saying no. It's real. It's real. I'm afraid it was another Game Boy game. You played as Beckham and you had to jump around stuff, apparently. Number nine, Fash Bandicoot. John Fash new jumping on crates. <laughs> Get, very good concept again, but it's a no for me, Clive. It's true. Uh, sorry, it is fake, you're right. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Grand Theft Porto. <laughs> does that involve Jose Mourinho by any chance it does yeah, yeah. yeah. You, play, you play as him yeah, <laughs> yeah him and Benny it. McCarthy <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing again an amazing game yeah oh. but I think you figure this one out yeah. half fake of these were pictures uh, so <laughs> yeah the better the title the more chance of it being fake you got nine out of no you got six out of nine Spencer that's pretty good that's pretty good take it yeah that's, that's, right, good. that's promotion isn't it yeah congratulations, congratulations Spencer <laughs> can I get a reward from the chairman yeah Yes. Uh, your reward is you get to come back next week. Uh, <laughs> Spencer, thank, thank you so much for coming on. We've loved having you here. It's been really, really great. You had a good time? It's been great, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Really, really appreciate you coming on. If you want to hear more, read more about Spencer, we thoroughly recommend Game Changer. Really, really good book. It's on Kindle. It's on paperbacks and hardback. Find it anywhere. Um, if anyone has any thoughts on the book or any of your questions for us, follow us and message us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram or on Facebook. Please read the podcast, subscribe. Any last words, anyone? All right, mate. How are you doing? I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> there we go. Is that good? Shall I try it again? Can I try it again? Go for it. Usually people do a poor Mockney accent when they're taking the mick out or they're trying to be an idiot. I'm not like, taking All right, mate. All right, mate. How you doing? All right, mate. How you doing? No. Perfect. That's it. That's it. That's it. No, that's not it. That's not, it. That's like not it. That, was, that was Spencer. That wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, James Balgen, and Spencer Owen. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Spencer for writing the book. But what are they all up to now? Well, Spencer currently has 2 million YouTube subscribers, oversees 43 hashtag United teams, and soon is going to be launching his very first clothing line made exclusively of wolf jumpers. Vincent Company still an entrepreneur, his latest business being a cloning company called Two's Company. Hatfield Peverell still stinks of milk. And Marlon Harewood, give us a message if you want a used copy of FIFA 12. We'll see you next time for more Football Book Club. Please review and subscribe. In the meantime, bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.